Hola, welcome back to the Not Your Normal Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Aaron Cross. And just like last episode with Hayden Johnson, um, we got a different co-host today. It's his first time on the podcast, and we're actually recording it remotely. He's, you know, at his house. I'm at mine. Um, Colton Thompson is here with us halfway live. (laughs) in the flesh <laughs> yes i am colton is on the podcast for the first time first time first time podcaster long time call long, long time listener first time caller how's it going aaron I'm, I'm all right i'm all right so backstory on me and colton i've i've told many stories about colton thompson on the on the podcast before in earlier episodes but never you know went in depth on our our background um i met colton in 2012 at books a million if you don't know what books a million is you're lucky um anyway no books a million is obviously it's a a store sells books um colton was working there whenever i got hired on there in 2012 right out of high school and uh came friends through like you know basketball of course basketball of course (laughs) And that, I mean, that's probably really what, what I think what got it started probably sports. Yeah. Sports, yeah, sports was the easy yeah. for, was the first thing. And then, uh, and then it was shoes and then, and then it, was, it was a whole world that I, uh, I was always into sports. I was, I, I, I follow sports religiously and, uh, I didn't think about, uh, the shoes that, uh, specifically Michael Jordan wore in some of his biggest moments on the court. And I was like, you were like, oh, the Bugs Bunny 8s were coming out. And I'm just like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, just like, yeah. What? And then, and then I look them up, and, and you know, Bread 4s are coming out around that time as well. And it's yep. just, it kind of just started off from there, and and uh, the rest was history. Yeah, no, so my, shoe, my, my whole shoe story, I've always sort of known about shoes. Um, but, it, you know, going all the way through school, I never had a job. I always just you know, went to school right? and whatever was bought for me was bought for me. And when I got older, I was able to pick out stuff. And every now and then, like I remember in 10th grade, um, me and my dad and my two brothers, Matthew and Jonathan, uh, or John, John, as some of you know, um, went to foot locker in midway mall at Sherman in Sherman when they had a foot locker. And we got a pair of, well, he got me a pair of the, the piston sixes. That oh, was yeah. one of my first pair, or the Cherry 13s. Um, but whenever I got hired on at Books of Men, that was the first time I've ever been making money consistently and regularly. And I think with one of my first paychecks from there, I got the Bread 4s. Bread 4s, and then it went Bugs Bunny 8s. Yeah. But around, around those two release dates is when uh, I sort of talked Colton into the to the sneaker world. You did. And then you did. a couple weeks later, he got himself a pair of Bread 4s. Bread 4s, November 2012, I remember it clearly. Yep. And uh, uh, it was right after they came out, actually. My first pickup was actually resale. It was at yeah, the aftermarket. Yeah. It was off a of flight club. It wasn't through – because I wasn't uh, tuned in to the releases and, the, and yeah. what time and where to go and just the whole process of getting – and acquiring a shoe, you know, I, for the longest time, it was just 
one pair of shoes a year. Let's go to the finish line. Let's just grab some random shoe. And I wore that thing for wore that pair for a whole year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then this and then and then you got me hooked. Yeah. It was, it was just uh, and then it was just one after another. It was bread fours, and then I think the next one wasn't until like February the next year, and it was uh, fighter jet foam pods. Fighter jet and, foams. You got the socks and, and the hat. The socks, the hat, I got it. Me and you both got a pair of foams in February. I got the pink, the breast cancer foams that month as well. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. That was my first shoe. Yeah, that that yeah that was my first shoe aftermarket. That was. And we went to North Park. We We also went to North Park Park for the Bread Eleven release. Yeah, we did. I forgot about that, and I didn't get a pair. And Uh, I I, I got the last pair. Yeah, it was not even in my size. It was in yours. It was in my size. Yeah. So we went to, that was in December of what, 2013? Yeah. yeah December yeah. 2013, the Brett 11s. And for those who don't, I'm really excited to that Colton's, that you're on this episode actually, because every single episode we've done, which for those NYNP fans out there, if you're counting with us, this is episode 97. 97 episodes into this podcast career that me and Kyler have started, I have yet been able to talk to anyone about shoe culture and i'm so excited about this but so for those who don't know bread 11s are the 11th jordan that came out like number wise so it's the jordan 11 it's a black red and white colorway bread being black and red for the main prominent two colors it has a patent leather you know midsole area ring around the shoe that's what's probably the most iconic about it and the bread 11s, red sole, white midsole, the black, you know, patent leather ring around it, black upper with a red jump man, black laces, one of the more iconic shoes that Jordan has ever made. Um, thanks to the Concords, I'd say. The Concords are pretty high up there. Um, uh, but There's the another time, reason, Aaron. If, I don't, if you don't mind me. Oh, go for uh, it. Yeah. Um, it's not just the look of this shoe. Yep. That makes it iconic. It's it's an, it's an awesome looking shoe. It's hard. It's objectively, it's just an awesome looking shoe. Yep. But it's one of the most iconic seasons that Jordan wore this on during is the seventy two and ten season. Yep. That's another part, and that's what that's what really got me is just a sports enthusiast and knowing all of these big moments, the shot against Cleveland, you know, uh, all the all-star games, the dunk contest, the 1988 dunk contest. It's just, it's not just the, that's the thing that just really drew me into shoe culture, especially is this, the sports and the meaning behind them. And it's those, if those moments didn't happen, these shoes aren't wouldn't that, aren't mean anything. Valuable, yeah. They would, they, and it liked, like the last dance. Once the last dance came out, you see these shoes get even more valuable, yep. especially the ones, the more iconic oh, yeah. ones, the ones, the threes, the elevens, uh, everything, the fives. Uh, and so, yeah, 72 and 10, he wins his last, or no, yeah, no, no, that was the year, that was the year before, that was his fifth championship. So, uh, yeah, all of these iconic moments uh, just really drew me in, and I think that's what it draws a lot of people A in. lot of people even. In. So, I, yeah, I agree with that. But uh, so we're at North Park Mall. Um, yep. We're in line to get a ticket to buy the shoe. And so it's me, you, my friend Chase, and our my friend TJ. TJ was there to buy. We'll get the ticket for our manager's son. It wasn't even for right. him. So we get in line. Um, 
I think Sean Marion walked by. I'm he not did. Mistaken. You're right. Sean Marion yeah, walked that by. Was very, very random. Yeah. Um, don't know who Sean Marion is. He used to play for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but he walks by. We get up to the front of the line, and you know, every you know, so and so minutes, they have a Foot Locker employee going. We're out of tickets for a size ten, on you know, random stuff. And Colton wearing a size twelve, a I would say a very popular shoe size. Right. You know, us halfway into the line, dude comes out and goes, "Ah, we're out of we're out of size twelve tickets." And Colton's like, "Ah, damn, we're out." Of, and Colton's one spot in front of me, so we get up to the front. And we don't really don't know like what we're gonna do, and Colton's like, "Well, I'm just gonna get a 13." We're like, really, we're at the front of the line, and I'd say 13's probably like a pretty regular size too, but not as normal as like 10, 11, 12. No. And so Colton gets up to the front of the line. And he goes, "I'm just gonna get a 13." I'm like, "Yeah, it makes sense because you could probably flip it and get a size 12 if you want." So he goes goes inside, gets his ticket for a 13. Foot Locker employee comes out and goes. We're out of size 13 tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm a little upset. I'm, well, not even a little upset. I'm very upset at that point. Right. Understandably. So, um, so we, you know, Colton gets his ticket. Obviously, he gets the shoes, you know, the week after. But the, what happened that, that day, uh, out of my anger and frustration for some reason, I was like, I'm leaving this 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 mall with a shoe today, no matter what. I'm leaving this mall with a shoe. So we went to the Nike store in Footlock, uh, the Nike store in the North Park Mall, and I think I got the Cool Gray Nines. That's right. If you I'm did. not mistaken, Cool Gray Nines, and I had to work that day because I remember I we had to go we had to get back to Sherman and I had to go straight to work. So yeah, interesting, interesting shoe stuff. I get. All my friends now, really, the only people that really understand shoe stuff are you, obviously. Um, Chase understands it, but he doesn't, he's not really into it anymore. Right. Um, but that's honestly really it. Like, my friend Peyton, I tried to just, dis- well, sort of touching on what you were talking about earlier, the story and what goes into the shoes, like what the shoe, the moments the sh- those shoes had. I tried to describe to him and to other people whenever they're like, you know, if I'm at the gym, uh, talking about how I want a shoe release and or a shoe that's coming out and like the uh, the Chunky Donkeys that yeah. came out recently. Uh, Chunky Donkeys is a Nike SB skateboard low. Uh, they did a collaboration with the ice cream brand Ben and Jerry's. It's just a, it's just one of those things like that'll. It's very rare. And when you talk to people, they're like, well, I don't get it. They're ugly. I'm like, they're not ugly. It's just a different design. It's, it's different. It's not your normal shoe. Absolutely, and yeah. When Whenever you're talking to them, they're like, well, how much are they? And you say, well, they retail for 160 but aftermarket, you don't know. And they're like, what's the difference? And you go, well, on StockX, you know, you can find them for $2,000. Yeah. Oh, man, I would never buy, buy a shoe. I don't get why people do that. I was like, well, it's really hard to do it you know, describe to them. It's like, a mindset. It's yeah. a different kind of mindset that a lot of people don't have. Cause I feel like especially, um, people that just aren't attuned to, like you said, the history of sports, the history of all these players that wear these shoes. Um, they just don't get it. And that's fine. It's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for it's everybody not, yeah. you know, we're not trying to judge anybody and say that 
well, we're right, you're wrong, or this is the right way to do things or whatever, but it's just a hobby. It's just something yeah. we're passionate about. Everyone has, uh, you know, some people like sports trading cards, you know, and every, and, th- and some of those can be, I mean, a LeBron James rookie card just went for over 10 grand at yeah. auction. That was within the past month. We're talking about, and and there are some shoes, very rare shoes that go up, like some like Eminem, uh, and everything. Yeah, uh, there's just uh, a couple. You know, there's a lot more trading cards. I feel like that go for because there are just a lot more athletes out there than there are signature shoes or any kind of collaboration with a, a brand or anything like that. But uh, everyone has their thing, and ours just happens to be shoes. And uh, yeah, and it, it's been that way for close to a decade now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. I feel like I like some people when I talk to them about it. <clears throat> for example, like, I mean, even now, like a retail for a Jordan is roughly one eighty to two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And you say, "Well, I'm picking up the," you know, I tell my friend Peyton, "I'm picking up these shoes on Saturday on the release day for two hundred dollars." So like, I just don't get it. Why would you pay $200 for that shoe? And when you break down to them, so when you break down to them, like, feels the white cement threes, which you have. When he's a, he, he, he knows sports stuff. So when you break down to them, to certain people, you can break down the, the story and the history behind that shoe, which is he won the 88 dunk contest in them. He did the famous free throw line dunk in those shoes. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes people go, oh, okay, well, I get it. That makes sense. But then you tell people about, you know, Travis Scott ones or, you know, Lance Mountain SB ones, something like that. Right. I don't I don't get it. What's so special about it? And it's sort of like the exclusivity of it because they're very limited. Um, That has I think that has something to do with it and sort of just it's a collaboration like all the off white stuff. Extremely hard. It probably will never be done again, you know to like no. a one-time thing so it's just sort of like a rarity um but yeah that i feel like that just kind of shows how much pull the jordan name and the jordan brand has that no one knew who virgil abloh was uh before off-white did a collaboration with jordan brand if that never happened you and i and thousands if not millions of other people because jo- jordan's a worldwide brand yeah. i mean they have like on sneaker shopping, which if anyone doesn't know, there's a, a complex has a show called sneaker shopping, obviously a little hard to do right now. But uh, throughout the, the past couple of years, they've had celebrities, athletes come on their show and some have dropped, you know, 50 grand, 10, 20, 30, 40 grand on shoes. Um, and like, a, like Neymar. Like Neymar, and one was Cristiano Ronaldo. They Cristiano actually Ronaldo. went to a store in uh, Dubai. Yep. Canelo and Alvarez it, did the same thing. Canelo Alvarez, and, the boxer. Yeah, and he picked up, I don't know, five, six, seven pairs. He can get whatever he wants. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. But uh, he picked up the Travis Scott fours. He picked up some denim fours and everything like that. I mean, this is a worldwide uh, brand that no other athlete has. Uh, I mean, LeBron, Kevin Durant, they all have their own kind of pool and their own fan base. But I, just, I feel like just because nostalgia is a heavy factor as well a very influential factor that nothing is really going to come close to this and so it's the aesthetic as long as it's a clean colorway and a one that looks and can go with a bunch of things um a a bunch of different colors and clothes and everything like that uh people are going to buy it 
and it's just that's just kind of how things are with it. So it's uh, I, I just think that's a really cool thing that this one person that it hasn't played in 20, you know, cl- coming up on 20 years yep. is it has this pool right now and is going to have this pool for for decades from now, yep. way past from whenever we're we're probably done collecting and, and getting into shoes. So um, that's just it's uh, it's very interesting to look at, even as an outsider, even if you're not into shoes, it's like. You might think it's crazy, but you got to respect the, you know, it's kind of what Jordan, what Michael Jordan has built for himself and what brand, yeah. uh, what a brand he's built for himself. So. I agree. I had some, a little bit of, from people, from certain people, uh, whenever, so you know, but I don't think anyone on the podcast really knows. Recently, I turned 26 a couple weeks ago. And for my, you know, I guess like a birthday present to myself almost, I got a pair of Kobe 7. Well, the seventh signature shoe from the Kobe Bryant Nike line, the Kobe seven print. Yeah. RIP Kobe, um, prelude pack, the London edition of the, of the Kobe seven. And I bought them for $300, which is a steal shout out Woody for selling me those shoes. Uh, they were dead stock, never been worn. Um, shout out Woody. Thanks for that. Bye. Um, but you know, my friend Peyton, he goes, what'd you buy from Woody? Oh, I got these Kobe's. How much you buying for it? Three hundred dollars. It's like, dude, why would you pay three hundred dollars for them? Like, well, one, Kobe Bryant's my favorite athlete of all time. Like, hands down, I think everyone that knows me knows that Kobe Bryant is athlete. I'm a huge Kobe fan. And two, it's a, it's it was a limited shoe. Like, it's not like they're ever going to come back out again. It was for Kobe's retirement to mark this he wore the sevens in the 2010 olympics when they won gold over in london it it's to mark that milestone in his career so it has a little bit of of a story behind it why would you pay 300 dollars for him i'd rather pay 300 dollars for him than two thousand dollars for him on stock on stock x <laughs> and he's like they're going for that much well yeah all almost all kobe's jumped up whenever he died in january but those were hard to get anyway, just because they were a, a rare shoe to, to begin with. So, I think it was a good buy. I'd have, I like, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. And especially just knowing, um, which is insane, that it happened eight months ago, I believe. Yeah. I believe it was January, uh, whenever, um, I just remember, uh, not, to, not to bring the mood down or anything, but just got to... Um, yeah, it's just that this year has gone by so uh, so fast and, and it's kind of slow at the same time and everything. But that just kind of – it makes those shoes even more valuable for yep. sure. Not And I'm not just talking money-wise. I'm just talking uh, for nostalgia and, and all the great memories uh, that Kobe gave to millions of sports fans across the world. I mean he was – talk about global. I mean Kobe was yeah. huge. In uh, and especially the soccer community, oh, he yeah. was very he was very uh, well known uh, as just being involved because he grew up in Italy, yep. of course. So he speaks different languages. He speaks Italian. He speaks Spanish. He speaks English. Um, just the amount of uh, just how versatile he was, just in terms of his branding and everything around the world. That uh, that that three hundred dollars, no matter what, regardless that it goes for two thousand dollars. Um, that's, and as a huge Kobe fan as you are, 
I think in, in a way we're all big Kobe fans just for what he represented yeah. on the court and in his life, even after basketball, winning an Emmy. Um, it just kind of shows – or not an Emmy. Uh, a, uh, he won an Emmy too. An Oscar. He an won Oscar, an Emmy I mean. too. <laughs> yeah, no. That, he won both. <laughs> right. So it's just um, – I think that's another thing you can kind of point to is that, you know, these shoes – they just hold a, a special place in, in a lot of people's hearts because it just reminds them of all the great memories yeah. that um, someone uh, like Kobe can give you. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. But uh, yeah, that was our, our sneaker. Our, our, that was our <laughs> sneaker uh, moment of the, the show. The first sneaker moment of the show ever, really. I'm excited I got to do it. I'm glad <laughs> I was been, a part of it. Thank I've you. I've been Aaron. waiting and, like Kyler's not going to have that conversation with me. Hayden's no. not having that conversation with me. Um, the closest thing I'll get to that conversation would be Garrett because, but he's also a huge, but he's just a huge Kanye West fan. So any like his sneaker knowledge only goes to Yeezy, Kanye West. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm very excited. Oh, I'm glad I got. I, I'm glad I said that. I I ran across this thing the other day. I wonder if I still have it on my phone. What's that? Oh, it's a it's a bracket. I was gonna get your opinion on something. <laughs> it's called Kanye Madness. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, other than other than just sneakers and sports, me and Colton also sort of got along over our music taste. Um, he's a big uh, well, Big Sean fan, Chance the Rapper fan. Um. More so Big Sean in the early, early in the days. early days, yeah. Early days. Yeah. And then, you know, more along uh, the lines of Chance the Rapper. Like, I've, I, I, like, I liked Big Sean, but I wasn't a fan, like a huge fan of him as right. Colton was. Um, when Colton introduced me to Chance the Rapper, actually, I, was, I didn't like him at all. Um, no. When he put out, uh, I forgot what it was. It was a certain, I think it was a song he did with, I think it was the song he did with uh, Childish Gambino off oh. on, on Gambino's oh. album. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh. Oh, off Gambino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All she yeah. needed was some. All she needed, All she was, needed some. was some. That, yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. that song sort of sort of turned me on to Chance. But other right. than just sneakers and sports, me and Colton also got along over music, which I'm glad I brought up Garrett and this Kanye West thing because I was going to see your opinion on this. So this is called Kanye Madness, and it's just like a little tournament thing, and it has so there's 16 songs. I'm gonna get your opinion on which which song you think is the best. All right, let's do it. So we got the one seed and the 16 seed. You got can't tell me nothing, mm-hmm. or amazing. Amazing is a 16 seed. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, I didn't make the bracket, dude. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that's it's tough. <laughs> That, that's already pretty tough, but I mean, it's kind of hard to, to to not go with "Can't Tell Me Nothing." Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, it's it's. I love that song, I, I, even though I do really like "Amazing." It's it's "Can't Tell Me Nothing." Okay, now you got "So Appalled" at number eight, and "Never Let Me Down" at number nine. What was number eight? "So Appalled" with uh, oh, the, "So Appalled." Yeah, off of uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I think I'm going "Never Let Me Down." Okay, that's a good song too. Um, now you got Last Call or Hey Mama. Ooh. I love Hey Mama. That's such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Mama, just because of how emotional it is yeah. and how personal it is. Yeah. 
I'm going with Hey Mama. Yeah, that's me just, too. That's yeah. just me, though. Okay. Devil in a New Dress or Real mm-hmm. Friends? Devil in a New Dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, new Slaves or Crack Music? New Slaves. Yeah. Uh, flashing Lights or Famous? Oof. Yeah, that's a tough one. I still got to go with Flashing Lights. Yeah, though. Flashing Lights, yeah. Big Brother or Love Lockdown? Mm, I, I, this is probably a, a controversial statement, but uh, 808s and Heartbreaks is definitely a top three Kanye album for me. Really? So it, yeah, yeah. I, I remember listening to it all the time, sophomore year in high school, and I, every time I go back to it, I know, I know. It's not his most popular, um, huh. but uh, especially at that time, but... Um, but so I'm I'm gonna go with the 808s and Heartbreaks track there. Love Lockdown, okay. And the last yeah. one we got Through the Wire or No Church in the Wild. Oh, Through the Wire. Yeah, easy. It's not even. So close. now you got Can't Tell Me Nothing or uh, So Appalled. Can't tell. Oh, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Yeah, easy. Now you got Hey Mama versus Devil in a New Dress. It's probably unpopular. Got, but uh, got Devil in a New Dress. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now you got uh, Flashing Lights versus New Slaves. Flashing Lights. Yeah, easy. Now you got Love Lockdown versus Through the Wire. Love Lockdown, Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Okay. Now you got uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing versus Devil in a New Dress. Can't Tell Me Nothing. Yep. And you got uh, Flashing Lights against uh, Through the Wire. Through the wire, I think it. it you can't. Yeah, you can't. Now you got for this. Is your final matchup is can't tell me nothing or uh, through the wire. <laughs> it's oh a toughie. my gosh, that's a toughie, and you did it to yourself. That's what's. T- I did. That's what's funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> can't tell me nothing through the wire. <sighs> Screw it. Let's go with the upset through the wire. I love through the wire. I love through the wire. The only There's, the I love story behind it. Backstory really behind it's always it's fantastic. been cool. Uh, I probably would have went through the wire as well, um, but can't tell me nothing. Like, I've only been to Vegas one time in my life. I plan on going back, but landing. About the hangover. Yeah, landing in the, like, landing, pulling in, because when you land in Vegas, you see, first of all, the strip is so bright. You can't help but mm-hmm. see it. But when we landed, I ter- instantly turned that on my headphones. Instantly. Mm-hmm. And, like, just. To remind me of the scene from The Hangover when they're driving right. into Las Vegas, to the la la, that part is great. And whenever can't we got our, for that. when we got in our Uber ride, we had to drive down the Vegas Strip, and I think I have the video on. I'm pretty sure I have the video on my MacBook right now. I rolled the window down and I turned on the slow motion feature, like the video part, on my phone, and I recorded just driving down the Strip with my phone right there instantly got on iMovie and just put can't tell me nothing as the backtrack behind it just because nice. just just, be, just because the hangover made that that like that entrance to vegas it's kind not, of that connection yeah if you're not listening to can't tell me nothing about kanye west on your way into vegas you automatically failed vegas it's just <laughs> that simple if you don't listen to at least one kanye song a day in vegas because they used a lot of kanye west songs in that franchise period yeah they used i mean de- they used devil in a new dress uh mm-hmm. can't tell me nothing flashing lights 
Um, Otis, they use a ton of Kanye. Oh, songs that's in. right. I forgot about Otis. In there. Um, so, yeah. You know what song I listened to the other day, and I'm pretty sure you showed it to me. What's up? Uh, Meek Mill. Yeah. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Did I show you that song? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. You did, because you were still driving your Corvette at the time. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, a, I mean, it's definitely an older song, so that's definitely, what, five, six, seven years ago, something like that, yeah. so... At least. So, uh, yeah, classic song. Yeah, I mean, I, they play it everywhere. Sports stadiums. Yeah. Uh, especially Eagles. Uh, they yeah, go crazy Philly, to that song Philly, still. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, it came on randomly on my phone the other day. And I was like, oh, man, I heard this. As soon as I heard that, that opening piano chord, I was like, oh, man, I haven't heard this in a long time. And I'm pretty sure I was with, I was with somebody who had never heard it before. And they were like, how are you getting so... What makes the song so special? And I was like, oh, wait, one second. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. Oh, my gosh. How have you not heard that song by now? Yeah. And then it just it kicks. And hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? That Classic. beat drop is crazy. At- yeah, I think I think his uh, – he has a couple of intros. Obviously, that was the intro to his uh, debut commercial album. But uh, his mixtapes, his intros on uh, Dreams and Nightmares mixtapes and everything, that's – uh, I think that's what he's just kind of gone crazy with uh, to start his career, really, with his mixtapes. So yeah. I think uh, those are definitely underrated. But yeah, of that. course, that one's a classic. I heard that song. I also heard A1, A1 Everything with Meek Mill. Oh, yeah. Uh, K-Dot, Kendrick yep. Lamar. That was um, a good Books a Million Days song that we, <laughs> we, oh, we wrapped a lot. I'm trying to think of old books, our old Books a Million Days songs now. What, what, what was there? There was obviously Mercy by Good Music. Click. Click by Good Which Music. Is same thing. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Meek Mills, obviously. Uh, Dreams Dreams and Nightmares. Um, and then you got uh, uh, the uh, Jordan song by... Um, Wale. Uh, no, it was uh, Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Ace Hood, yes. Uh, plus, I got on the nine cool grays, and I had those yes. at the time. Yeah, and uh, and every single time I played it, we just point at your shoes. Yeah, the whole yeah. time. Um, what else we got there? Um, let's see. Uh, A one everything. Kendrick Lamar, Meek Mill. Uh, I run up to you and ka 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 ka, pop your top off. Then more ka 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 till I know I got you. <laughs> uh, oh, there Gosh. was those two songs by Kendrick Lamar. Um, uh. Oh, what was it? It started uh, Tire Marks, dun, Tire Marks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a Rigor Mortis. That's Rigor Mortis. I know that one. I'm yeah. trying to think of the other one. That started off Tire I'm Marks, blanking. Tire Marks. Finish line with the Tire Marks. When the relay starts on a runaway train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking on water and running through rain. Yeah, you, you, could, you could go through the whole thing. I couldn't. I couldn't get halfway through. Oh, what is that song called? I'm so upset now. <laughs> I'm so That's the angry. Worst. It's the worst. I'm blanking too. I can't get it. I, I, I'm trying to think of other songs as well that we listen to. Um, there's a Big Sean song that I vividly remember listening to. Because um, you were a Big Sean fan. Well, there was the... Uh, what was the song that he did the music video on the rooftop? With Chris Brown? No, with the, with the lemonade uh, beat in the uh, 
B-I-G. Oh, gosh. This this is the worst. We're both just yeah, this blanking is, on this these songs. This is, this is not great. I'm sorry for anyone who's listening to us just, <laughs> just blanking on songs. This is not our best moment here. It's not. It really is not. You're correct. <laughs> I, I found it. I found it. Uh, what is that song with Big Sean? I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry about that. It's the lemonade beat. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is bad. This is the song I was talking about. Right. It's called Look Out for Detox. That's right. Yeah, back when Detox was a thing. With a tire marks and the relay starts, I'm a runaway slave. Oh. Walking on water and running on raves. God and seeds, I'm a guide you, God and see There's people on IGB. M16s with the M16s. Yep. Big, Super Duper Lemonade. Ah, I had to look it up. Super yes. Duper Lemonade by Big yes. Sean, which was a mixtape song of his. Uh, that was uh, well, yeah with Gucci Mane's uh, Lemonade. Yes. Beat in the back. So um, yeah, that one's always a classic. Yeah. Books a Million Days also where Colton Colton Thompson learned that uh, I'm a talented catching catching person with my hands. Yes, can, with one, yeah. I have some I have good hand-eye coordination is what I'm saying. You do, you do. You, um, were, the, uh, you were the Odell Beckham of uh, catching random objects. Yeah, um, there was a, what were we doing that night? I, I know we closed together, and mm -hmm. I, we were just throwing like some weird toy that Books A Million sold. Oh, they had all kinds of yeah. random stuff we're that just, you could, that you, so. We were just, I think we were done cleaning or done, what do they call straightening what was the what was the term for yeah straightening yeah, yeah yeah straightening we we're done basically cleaning the store and straightening books out and stuff and me and colton were just in the aisle the main aisle of the store throwing this like ball thing back and forth and just colton put a little bit of heat on one and just one hand just straight up in the air palm of my and hand grasp i remember i kept on getting upset because i thought i was at least on the same level as you <laughs> doing that. And I quickly found out that I was not at catching these random toys that books a million had. I just, I just couldn't do it. I don't know where that, where the whole catching ability comes from. I'm I, actually, yeah, I do. I just vividly remember because my dad's not the sports one of our family. It's my mom. Mm -hmm. She played basketball. Um, one of the girls football power, powder puff football or whatever, softball, mm -hmm. baseball. She played all sports, soccer, tennis, all that stuff. And I just vividly remember always being either in baseball, football, or basketball my whole life. Right. And I just remember being yelled at from the sideline, at practice, and at games. If the ball hits your hand, you can catch it. Right. And that just stuck with me. <laughs> it still sticks with me today, all 26 years later. Uh, it just stuck with me. So I just... I uh, I think about that sort of stuff a lot, which is really strange. Like um, when me, Matthew, and John John lived together, if Matthew was going to the kitchen, so to say, and I wanted a drink, this is the type of stuff I think about. That's very strange. Uh, <laughs> if I want a drink or John John wants a drink and we go, hey, Matthew, can you toss us a Gatorade? And he goes, yeah, I got you. And he grabs one out of the fridge and he throws it to us from across the room knowing that me and John John or he will catch it due to our 
history in sports. Mm-hmm. I always think, like, what do families that don't play sports, do they have to walk the Gatorade all the way over? Like, <laughs> that's crazy to me. <laughs> I think it's just random, stuff. but uh, yeah, that's, I think uh, about that quite often. I'm like, what do y'all, what did y'all do? Like, I think people are insane throwing Gatorades at each other. Yeah, what do y'all I do? Guess, I guess. I don't know. I thought of, I've, I don't know why I think about that, but every now and then I get on a topic or I think about something and I'm like, Man, what do families that just never played sports do? They have to do they have to go all the way from the kitchen all the way over to the couch or recliner and hand them a drink? They got to take an extra 20 steps. Like that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's just uh y'all y'all were just a smarter family than those other families. I guess I guess so. I guess so. It just I I don't know why I think about that, but I do. I think also I think about it with my friends too. Like mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I can't not have friends that don't play sports. I can. I much prefer my friends to play sports, though, because I don't want to have to walk your stuff to you. Yeah. I need, no, I need uh, you to trust me to throw it to you, and I need to trust you that you're going to catch it and not look at me like, oh, what you throw that to me for? I'm sorry. You're an athlete. Catch it. <laughs> I don't know. Very strange. I don't know either. It's a very strange. Know. It's a very strange thing to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, good thing. Uh, that's kind of another thing that we uh, kind of uh, got our friendship started on was basketball. You know, actually yeah. playing it, not just talking about it, but uh, uh, good old days of going to uh, family fitness and uh, Park Avenue uh, gym and everything like that. Yep. So Yep. I remember those days. I remember those days before you went into retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, a good old thing called COVID nineteen has put me in an yeah. indefinite retirement. That's so very true. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I uh, uh, just not uh, that, that I'm not gonna see a ball. I'm not gonna see a three pointer go down for a while. Yeah. So under- it's kind of sad, but understandable. But uh, the world just kind of took it away from me. It is what it is, though. It's okay. I also ran across that picture of me and you at Books of Man. Uh, well, I think I'm wearing the mask, and you're wearing the headdress with the feather from uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Books of Man just had the most random things you could they possibly really think of. They really did. They had. Uh... <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I also. I this is when I, at the beginning of the episode when I was talking about. I've told plenty of stories about you. Um, <laughs> I know you remember the day that you had to clean the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God, that was the worst. One of the worst days I've ever had just working, period. If not the worst. I mean, it's it's up there. <laughs> I remember telling that story on like an episode like two months ago because for some reason we got on that type of that type of topic. Uh, right. Short story short. I mean, short story, uh, long story short, really. <laughs> um, a man walks to the front and tells Diana, our manager at the time, there's a mess in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. I I can't go clean it because I'm working cafe. Um, so the only other man on the job at the time is the guy on this episode with me, Colton. Thompson. Yours truly. Um, and so he just, I remember him just going back there and I'm not over in cafe, 
but I'm close enough to hear Colton say something. <laughs> he, I mean, he probably opens the stall. Long story short, this dude shit everywhere in a stall. <laughs> like, every, like, like everywhere. cartoonishly. Like a cartoonish <laughs> amount. And none of it went into the toilet. It was just think that it's the, the, the grossest like Picasso. adult cartoon you could possibly think of. And, and, and that's kind of what they would animate and put in their show, except it was real life. And it was me that had to deal that's with hilarious. it. And it, I was not, that was back. Just a picture just being 19, making seven fifty an hour and walking into that. They were lucky that I didn't quit on the spot because that's, yeah. uh, I, I needed to, to get paid quadruple, not double, not triple quadruple, at least bare minimum for that day for what I, I mean, it's just, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was mind blowing. I mean, it really was. It was just like, it, it took effort for this person to do oh, it. I yeah. mean, a lot, yeah, yeah, a, a lot of effort that just did not care about their own personal hygiene. It was, oh, man. uh, it, it, it was really breathtakingly disgusting. Really. It was just, uh, it was on the wall. It was on the floor. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. I like, I don't know what was, what that person was going through in their life, but I hope that things are better because yeah, obviously yeah, they were yeah. they were not in a great place mentally uh, so no funny. one is to do something like that so That's uh so one hand funny. i was like uh you know <laughs> f this person but um and the other is like man that person must be really going through some shit yeah. no pun intended yeah <laughs> that was a rough day so was, yeah a rough yeah day. yeah that's i'm glad day. that that was uh long long ago in the past and uh i uh hopefully will never have to endure something like that yeah. ever again it was it was bad i don't think you will due to your i mean you, you don't really... don't think so no I, I i will make sure of it yeah you'll make you're sure that i do not go... you're yeah a, you're a reporter you don't have to do do that i don't i that job sort of set me up to i didn't realize it at the time but it literally set me up for the next two jobs i had which was hastings and then Starbucks. Gosh, I forgot about Hastings. Yeah. I highly just, dis- I, I dislike, I mean, I'm thankful that I worked at Hastings because I met my friend Nick there. Um, that's right. Yeah. Nick moves back to the United States on August 30th, by the way, as well. Oh, that's he, good. Uh, he'll be living in Colorado. So. Oh, okay. Shout out Nick. Uh, whenever you, whenever shout you get back, Nick. we're, uh, I'm taking a trip to Colorado and we're making an episode. Um, but that's where I went, Nick. But as far as the job went, oh my god, it sucked. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. That was the worst place ever. I don't understand how a place that sells we eat T-shirts could be the worst place to work ever. But they are. It was awful. Uh, I got hired on as a video game person to work the video game area. I worked over there for two days. After that, I became front register, which eh, no big deal. I'm just checking out people, whatever. Then. I remember them asking, hey, Donna's not coming in today. Do you mind working in books? And I went, I don't mind if as long as I'm covering it, but I would really not like to work books like all the time. Like I purposely did not uh, apply for that position because I just got done working in a bookstore. Yeah, no, no, it's just a one time thing. Okay, cool. Fast fast forward. Boom. I'm over in books, except at Hastings. I'm the only one in books. 
I have to do everything. Even worse. Oof. Then after that goes, hey, you mind doing some stuff in cafe? <sighs> sure, I guess. Why not? And then uh, I remember being let go from that job because they thought I purposefully sold WWE 2K15 cheaper so I could buy it from the person I sold it to so I could play it. And Your grandmaster plan this whole time. I think if I would have kept my cool and not a, insulted anybody and said, no, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry I did it, but I didn't do that. My response was, do you think I live in a trailer park? Who plays WWE? Nobody except people named Carl. And oh my gosh, that didn't go over too well. And then I could figure. Um, oh, I didn't work at Starbucks right after that. I worked at that West Asset Management place, the phone call company. Oh, for like two weeks or a um, month. I worked there for three weeks because three weeks. I I got that job really quick. I got that job like three days after I got fired from Hastings. Um, I did my training for two weeks. But my first after my first week of training, Nick got fired from from Hastings as well. And I was like, dude, mm-hmm. come work here. It's the easiest job in the world. He got hired on. He did his two weeks of training. His first week on the floor was my second week on the floor. And we went on lunch. And we went to Whataburger. And we just sort of talked. And I was like, we both mutually agreed that we're just not going back there. <laughs> we're just, we just quit. We weren't going back. And um, after we left Whataburger, we were supposed to go back to work. We didn't. We went to Starbucks. I put in my application there. Next mm. day was a Thursday. I'm like, shit, I got to go to work. Damn it. I'm in the parking lot. It's almost 8 a.m. I'm getting ready to get out of my car, and Starbucks calls me and goes, hey, this is Colleen. I'm looking for Aaron. I say, yeah, this is him. She goes, wondering if you can, you know, would be down to come in for an interview. When are you available? And I went, whenever you want. She goes, in about an hour, is that cool? No, yep, absolutely. And uh, I got hired on the spot at Starbucks, and I never went back, except for one time when I had to go pick up my last paycheck. And I had to walk through the entire building to the back office to get it. And everybody that I worked with saw me. And I was like, yeah, my life doesn't suck anymore, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from what you told me, that uh, that place wasn't – wasn't I was the best collecting fit. hospital bills. I had to call people and, be, and word for word just go, how do you plan on paying your $26,000 debt to Wilson and Jones Hospital? Oof. No one's doing that. That ever. doesn't sound fun. Unless you're calling Deion Sanders, which someone did <laughs> one time. Oh, okay. One girl called Deion Sanders. She was like, hey, you have a hospital bill for your son's whatever of $2,000. She goes, oh, yeah, no problem here. Well, of course he's going to say, yeah, no problem. It's $2,000, and it's Deion Sanders. Nothing. That's nothing. I'm calling people that live in Boinkinville, Oklahoma, (laughs) (laughs) asking them how they're going to pay their $57,000 debt to their mom that died two days ago. Oof. Yeah. Let's just uh, – that that job is is reserved for someone without a soul. Oh, absolutely. What they expected you to do – when you called somebody and their response was they died, was to go, I'm sorry for your loss. How do you plan on paying their debt? Oof. I'm not, I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mean. Like I, popular, you know, you know, popular opinion, people think I'm mean. I'm not, I'm not that mean. 
contrary to popular belief, I'm a normal person. I'm not pretty gonna, nice guy. I'm not going to ask a someone's daughter that just died two days ago. Hey, how you plan on paying your dead mom's debt? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Just and yet there are just uh, there are hundreds of companies out there that do that. I and uh, I ain't cut for that. Yeah, that's I tough. I ain't cut out for that nonsense. That's not that's not for me whatsoever. No, I can't do me it. Me neither. Well, it's bad enough, you know, uh, doing that. I mean, I, I was, I've been a news reporter for the past two and a half years. Yep. So, uh, you know what? Uh, we have a saying in the news industry that if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. So uh, that means, uh, very true. you know, yeah, if there's a shoot, yeah, do you ever see, you know, that uh, a shelter, you know, got rid of, or, you know, uh, had 50 pets adopted, you know, dogs and cats adopted to lead the news. No, you do not. You see that two people got shot in a drug deal gone wrong or something. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's just kind of uh, negativity sells. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, all too familiar with uh, kind of uh, these negative uh, aspects of life that, you know, just kind of go out into the world a lot more often than the positive ones. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to get out of the news business. But, uh, but that's where the most jobs are. The sports industry is declining. That's why you see so many ESPN layoffs, sports illustrated, uh, just, uh, and why so many news, local news stations are, having their sports department go down to only a handful of people, even yep. the larger, even the larger markets. So, uh, so yeah, if anyone is out there hiring, uh, which uh, obviously not many people are yeah. as we're in a major global pandemic, which a lot of people fail to realize and, and especially younger people. Yep. I'm calling out you younger people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the last time I checked our demographic, I'm actually going to look right now. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to look right now. Our demographic for, uh, so I'm just going to check off Spotify because getting to it for Apple is sort of hard. Um, it's, it's it's a bunch of, you got to click a bunch of things and it's very annoying. Spotify Uh, a lot more streamlined. It's it's straight. It's straight to the point. Like you, you get it. Uh, what the, Oh my God, this is terrible. But yes, Colton, you're talking to them. You're talking to the young people. I am calling out the people that are going out to bars, that are going out like, you know, just because it is summer. I get it. I get it. Summer's going on. Hotter temperatures. Been doing it your whole life. Uh, But, uh, yeah, there are uh, 60,000 cases each new day, each day. So, um, yeah, maybe stay inside for a couple of months. How about that's I, that's, all, that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Just a I, couple of months. Stay inside. <laughs> let things calm down for a little bit, and then and I mean, yeah, it'll be fall by then. But hey, you always got it'll be, it'd be good to have uh, next summer. You know, COVID free. That would be that would be fantastic. I'm sure everyone can agree, at least agree on that. So uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. I know uh, a lot of people have had it tougher than us, but you know, it's. Uh, just kind of the way things are right now. I yeah, that's very true. I recently, so I haven't been doing a lot. Like I go to the gym and lift and I shoot around and stuff. But that's as bad as as crazy as I'm getting. Yeah. Um 
I did make one. I mean, I guess it wasn't really a slip up, really. I did go to Oklahoma like maybe a month ago and went to Choctaw, which looking back on it was probably a stupid idea. Because, not great, I'm, if I'm yeah. being honest, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not. Uh, <laughs> but I went into Choctaw, and there were, obviously they say you have to wear a mask when you walk in. I'm like, well, I'm glad you're supposed to. Uh, well, you, they're making people do it. I suddenly yeah. found out, like, within uh, 30 minutes, within 30 minutes, probably even less than that, soon found out that I was walking around and I was trying to play the electronic roulette table and I saw like a group of people just not wearing masks. Yeah. And they walked right in front of me and one of them sneezed. It's not good. And I went, I held my breath. I held my breath like that's going to do anything. I had a mask on. Right. Um, but I instantly was like, what the, what the hell is your problem, dude? What's wrong with y'all? Like, get your life together. <laughs> this is like, okay so i'm here now so our demographic uh, i'm gonna go all time because so all time our demographic is oh it's actually it's changed since last time i checked so mm. our demographic on this is just on spotify alone is 60 percent male and 40 percent female mm-hmm. um then we got well it's technically it's really it's 59 percent male and mm-hmm. <laughs> and 39 percent female and there's two percent not specified um, huh. and then the age range it's very it's very diverse is it really so in so from zero to 17 it's five percent mm-hmm from 18 to 22 it's 25 percent and then from 23 to 27 it's 50 percent 28 to 34 it's 10 35 to 44 it's 2 and then 45 to 60 it's 5 and then from 60 to 80 it's 5 really it's got 60 to 80 and the Your older old the older the age, the more women listen to it. Really? Yeah. So eighteen to twenty seven, which is eighteen to twenty two, and then twenty three to twenty seven, it's mostly male. Mm-hmm. Then twenty eight to thirty four, thirty five to forty four, forty five to fifty nine, and sixty to eighty, it's all more women. Yeah. And then our our top country is no longer the United States; it's Australia. Shout out Australia. Shout out Australia. We'd love to go there one day. Australia, then the United States, then the Netherlands, then the UK, the Philippines, Canada, Lithuania, Israel, and Poland. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Shout out Poland. <laughs> Shout out Poland. Yes. Sick. Which I would almost rather be at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Due to our situation here. But hey. That's just kind of uh, out of our control. That's very true. Very true. So uh, got uh, got our own age group listening to to Not Your Normal podcast. Yeah, twenty three, twenty seven. Yeah, which I figured. I mean, that makes the most sense anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm shout out to all those uh, older women that listen to me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your support. I'll make sure to snag you a an NYNP 
What do you do? The old women wear nightgowns? Yeah. I'll snag I'll an <laughs> NYNP nightgown or something. I don't know. Your sleeping you, shade. You got the hookup. Yeah. I got y'all. Don't, don't worry. Don't you worry. NYNP got your back. You need a walking cane? We got you. You need a custom life alert button? We got you. Custom life alert. <laughs> you want us to come and NYNP up your shower with your shower rail so you don't fall? We got you. Don't worry. Speaking of shoes, we got slippers. We got slippers, yeah. We got non-slick slippers. So just in case right. you're walking around the house, they got a little bit of traction. You want those socks so you can with the little plastic rubber on the bottom so you don't slip around? We got you. We can we can we can get your AARP needs taken care of through NYNP. We got you. <laughs> you are AARP certified. Yes. Yes. Exactly. We got you. Don't worry. But yeah, that's our demographic. Which I did not know. I haven't checked it in two months. It's been a minute. Absolutely. Well, definitely stay safe out there. Older, uh, the older demographic, especially. But stay back, safe. But yeah, stay safe for sure. But back to what Colton was touching on. All you young morons going out to Lake Texoma every <laughs> weekend, partying it up and sh- sh- sharing beers. You're ruining it for the rest of us. You're ruining everything. Oh, tough titty miss jenny your summer in 2020 is gone get over yourself you're not that important completely agree completely agree i actually had someone i'm uh, 19 years old i'm not gonna catch the COVID. two weeks later you're dead now i'm not now i'm at your funeral laughing because you were sharing a beer with billy bob thornton not really billy bob thornton but billy bob from waxahachie oklahoma and he had COVID and he didn't know yeah the thing that uh, really gets me is that People really do view it as a life and death situation, and it it can be for sure. I mean, there are people. It is uh, a little bit more rare for someone our age to uh, to die because of it. Yep. But uh, but that just because you live from it, there are plenty of people our age that have gotten it, been in the hospital for a couple weeks, and their lungs and heart, other organ damage has occurred. So. Uh, yeah, I'd just rather have my lungs function, yeah. you know, normally for I, I the rest of my agree. life. That would be great. So I'm not going to name names, not going to call anyone out specifically, but I know someone that went to a bar on uh, a Saturday night. Uh, he In the next morning, Sunday morning, the bar put out on Facebook, a post on Facebook, that one of their employees had tested positive for COVID-19. Mm, mm. And That's rough. I, and I had told this person to not go out because I was talking to him the night of. He's like, yeah, me and some friends are going to go out to a bar, go out to this bar. And I was like, and let me guess, you're not going to wear a mask. He's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. And I was like, you're going to be drinking like seven beers. You're not, not going to have time to yeah. You're not wearing a mask. So that happens. And so he has to call his job and tell him that. And they're like. Luckily, he kind of works in a place by himself yeah. uh, without around other people. So um, so that kind of helped, but he just had to stay in his office and everything. But he actually – they wanted him to get tested seven days after he was possibly exposed to it. And it was around July 4th. So you know he's about three years younger than me. And so you know he's going to go out. I just knew it, and he did. He went out. Big group, maybe about 20 different people having no idea 
if no, well, knowing that he was exposed to someone with COVID-19 still went out and could have spread it to 20 people. Luckily his test a week later came up negative, but, and he was like, what's the big deal? I was negative and everything yeah. like that. And it's just like, I feel like that's just an issue. People just, um, that's not the point. The point yeah. is, is that you could have been positive. You could have spread it to 20, 20 people who then spread it to 40, 60, 80, you know, just yep. kind of goes down the line there. So I don't know. I, and of course, a lot of misinformation going out around about it uh, all the time. So I don't know. It's uh, the same thing happened to me at the gym. They uh, oh, yeah. took this kid home. I sort of made it like a, I want to, I don't want to use the word oath to myself, but I just put in my head like, Aaron, I know you love basketball and you love playing, but you need to sort of stay away from full contact basketball for a little while. Right. Well, like three weeks to a month ago, I broke down and I was just like, I can't take it anymore. I'm playing. Yeah. And it was a Thursday. And it was like, it was a month ago. It was a Thursday. And then the exact on that Thursday we played and I took this, um, a guy home, uh, young kid, a really cool kid. Um, very good basketball player too. He's 14, six, two lengthy. He okay. has a future in basketball. If he puts his mind to it, he has the, the built to be good at basketball. Um, took him home cause he's young. He didn't have a, a ride home. Took him home. I've done it before. Exactly. Like one week later, like the next Thursday guy comes in, and I'm shooting around. Me and a couple other people are shooting around. He goes, hey, if any of y'all been around so-and-so, he tested positive for COVID. And I went, lovely. Great. So I did the math, and I was like, okay, it's been a week, and I've shown no symptoms. So I got seven days out of the way. Mm-hmm. Then I added another – I did another seven days where I just did nothing. Yeah. And I was like, cool. I'm good to go. 14 days, I'm good. I got nothing. Sweet. Hey, I might be asymptomatic, but I'm all right. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm good. Straight. Go back to the gym, shooting around. The next day after that, I get a phone call. Well, not a phone call. My friend Dylan, I message him. I'm going, hey, do you want to shoot around tonight? And he goes, can't. And I went, why? And he goes, I tested positive. I went, fantastic. Now I got to wait all over Damn. again. He shows up like, recently actually showed up like a week ago and i was like dude you can't be in here he goes no i'm good i'm good i got cleared and i went really Oof. and he goes yeah yeah look and he pulls his phone up and he had the the actual documents he took pictures of him from tmc showing that he went back and got tested and it came back negative and i was like okay cool okay good i feel safe around you now sure but that first that first one where they were like, hey, yeah, he might have, he has COVID. And I was like, fantastic. I was in a car with him. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and then I thought about it and I was like, well, I'm just going to chill out for the next week and a half. And I was all right. So it's all good. Perfectly good. You know, Laren, you know what I wish what we did have is just kind of maybe in every major city. No, this is impossible to do, but it'd be a, kind of a cool thing is, uh, is have what they have in Orlando, Florida. The bubble. At the moment. Is a bubble. Let's bubble. just. I just wish for all the basketball lovers around the country, if we could put some in just in most major cities, Dallas, Houston, 
you know, L.A., San Francisco, whatever. Let's just for a couple of weeks or a week or two, you know, or something like that, you know, have someone go into quarantine, have a safe place for all the basketball players to go and just what? Well, I don't know. What, what's your opinion on that? How would, would you attend yeah. a Dallas, Texas yeah. bubble? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just spend like a month there. Yeah. So, I don't know. 100 percent. Yes. I would. I mean, yeah, I could I would take my PS4 with me. My MacBook, of course. my two, I'd take my mic, my recorder. I can still record the podcast there with other people inside the bubble. Yeah, easy. Absolutely. I would get, I would hop back on my vlogging everyday train. I would do it. Yeah. So you would be a, basically a Matisse Thibel, yeah. a JaVale McGee. Yeah. These players I, that I feel have like gone into lot, the Orlando bubble. And I feel like I'd be a lot better at Created a, a vlog. You I, think so? I feel like I'd be a Matisse lot better. Matisse has been pretty. Matisse his, is his good. His vlogs have been very good. His is good. His are good. Been, he, he's got a shout out from Casey Neistat. He was on Good Morning America. He was, yes. Uh, just a bunch of appearances just for creating a vlog, which is, I don't know. It seems like a simple idea, but uh he was the first one to to kind of come up with it now you got uh several like javel mcgee and yeah kyle kuzma and everyone like that just put just taking a camera around and showing what the bubble life is about it's kind of i think of, i watched uh, uh josh hart's stream on warzone the other day like a week uh-huh. ago and the people in his game chat were just on his head because i guess he didn't clutch up when it came down to the last like couple of kills they were like yo josh hart is as trash at this game as he is on the basketball court they were on his. Oh my they were on his head about how bad at the game he was, but yeah, no, I feel like I could do. Yeah, I would absolutely do it. I would bring back. I think that's to charge some people. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a good idea. A uh, yeah. good investment. Logging Aaron would come back out. Yeah, for sure. Now speaking of the bubble, have you been paying attention to any to any of the games? Any, I have. Anything going on? I have. I. I've always thought the 22 teams that they put in there, some of most of them make sense, but like the Wizards, the Suns, uh, like uh, I, Devin Booker's place for and Bradley Bill, like cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just whenever they announced they were doing 22 teams, I was like, why don't you just go straight into a the you know 16 teams, the playoff teams, yeah, the yeah. playoff teams, but whatever they they made their decision. Um, I haven't I watched. Uh, let's see. I watched the Lakers Clippers game. I watched, uh, I watched the Bucks and Rockets last night. Very good game. I watched that game. Um, but the only two games that I've watched fully all the way through were the Mavericks games. And I'm not like a huge Mavericks fan or anything. Mm -hmm. I do like the Mavericks. I sort of, sort of in my blood to like the Mavericks. I'm from Texas. Of course. They're the closest hometown team to me. But, uh, I've watched both of their games. They are 0-2, but they are extremely close games, competitive games. Kristaps has looked good, really good. Yeah. Luka looks, I mean, he looks like Luka. <laughs> I mean, yeah. first night he had a 30-point triple-double last night. Well, not last night, but the night before he had a 40-point almost triple-double. He was two assists away from getting a triple-double with 40 points. They both look fantastic, so. Right. It's uh, as someone who is a Mavericks fan, I've been uh, going to Mavericks games since I can remember, really. I mean, since I was probably seven or eight. Yeah. And um, back in the good old Michael Finley, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Rafael Frentz days and everything. And um, it's been a frustrating uh, 
bubble. Now the scrimmages before the actual seeding games, Mavericks looked uh, pretty good. They beat the Lakers. Yep. Their first yep. their first scrimmage game uh, was pretty good. They had a bad game against the Pacers, um, and then the Sixers. I think they I think they won against the Sixers. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Rockets game. I mean, caught everyone's attention, scoring 85 points in the first half. Um, I mean, they're the number one efficient, uh, number one offense in terms of efficiency in the league right yep. now, and have been throughout this season uh, with Rick Carlisle's system and having uh, like a seven, having a seven-three big man that can spread the floor is a uh, pretty, pretty good nice. thing. It's pretty yeah, nice. It's pretty good luxury to have. He's a 7-3 guard. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, basically, yeah. Who can really defend the rim, who can move laterally, can yep. shoot the three, can drive and put it on your head, uh, dunking that, the ball. That so. Dwight Powell loss impacted him whenever he – For sure. Same with Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Uh, and Willie Cauley-Stein is not in the bubble for personal reasons, so they are losing some key pieces that added to their depth. But there was, it was just inexcusable, um, the Rockets' loss. I mean, they were up seven with 45 seconds left. And uh, if you follow the ESPN uh, like stats and info page, just kind of showing random stats or whatever, uh, teams – that was just embarrassing. Teams that were up seven points with forty-five minutes in regu- forty-five minutes, forty-five seconds in regulation. Teams that were up seven were uh, two and se- two and seven hundred twenty-two, or something like that. Two and over seven hundred uh, teams that were down. I mean, that, that's in terms of teams yeah. that were down seven with forty-five seconds left in regulation, and the Rockets. Became the third win yeah. ever. Yeah, out of over seven hundred games and over seven hundred losses for those teams, they pulled it out, not blocking out on that last free throw from yep. Russell Westbrook, uh, and then going in. And as soon as they went into overtime, I just knew uh, they were shot, and Rockets had the momentum. And uh, yeah, that was brutal. And then of course losing to the Suns—that's just inexcusable as yep. well. You're a uh, you're a playoff team with two uh, bona fide superstars, basically at this point, or at least one superstar and one all star in, in KP. And um, yeah, that's a, it's been a very depressing time as a Mavericks fan. At least now there are six games to go. They play the Sacramento Kings tomorrow. Yep. And uh, man, I, I'm just. <laughs> They're, they're, they're pretty much locked into that seventh seed, which yeah. means they are, they're going to have to play the Los Angeles Clippers. And by that time, they'll have Lou Williams back after he got done going through and getting his Magic City yep. strip club wings. Uh, he'll be good to go. And then they – I'm not sure about Montrez Harrell, but he'll be uh, – I'm not sure if he'll be back at that point. I don't know what his stat, if he's even in the bubble at this point. But they'll at least have their sixth man of the year in Lou Williams. Yep. and. That's just going to be tough. That's Paul a, George, Kawhi Leonard. Matchup. That is uh, just like they did in uh, their regular season matchups. Kawhi and PG and Pat Bev, the, they're just going to beat the crap out of Luka. And they're going to be super physical with him. And that's just really tough for uh, Luka is, uh, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't take that as well as he maybe should, I guess. But yeah. Um, I mean, he, he is big himself, 6'7", 220, so, but they give him all they all he can take. And uh, so, 
Honestly, the outlook is not very positive. Even these seeding games, they take the Sacramento Kings tomorrow, then they play the Clippers, and then right after that, they play the Bucks. Yeah, that I that's I remember seeing the the schedule when they put it out, and I, that was the first thought I had was, man, the Mavericks have a tough schedule. It's not an they easy do. one. I mean, they play the Rockets. Okay, they were back and forth with them. Cool. Um, I saw they played the Suns. I was like, oh, that's a, that should be a dub. Like, I should be a dub. But Gotta for some, those. they had a they had trouble with the Suns earlier in the season too, which surprised me. Then I saw the Clippers, the Bucks. Who else do they play? Uh, they play the. No, they don't play the Pelicans. Uh, that is, I, I was just looking at it. Um, so they play Saturday. See the Bucks, and then they play the Utah Jazz. Uh, who uh, it's just, not a give me. It's not a give no. Me. It's it's not it's not a give me. No, they're missing Bogdanovich. They actually just uh, lost to the Lakers, but uh, Donovan Mitchell yep. got uh, back to his Donovan Donovan Mitchell ways. Yep. Had uh, he had around thirty last time I checked. He had twenty eight whenever I was watching the game. So he had around thirty. Uh, still have a great rim protecting center and Rudy Gobert. So if they play the Jazz, um, the Blazers, then the Suns again. Which the Blazers. They have their team back from the Western Conference Finals that played in uh, that took the Warriors to a five or six last year. Yep. So uh, get having Nurk back, having uh, Nurkic and Zach Collins back. So they are a very tough team. Uh, definitely a good uh, bunch there uh, in the Western Conference with San Antonio, who just lost to Philly the, uh, tonight, and uh, uh, Pelicans who beat the Grizzlies. Grizzlies yep. are actually zero and three now in there yep. in the bubble. So. Uh, definitely a close race for the eighth seed. Uh, definitely going to be looking forward to that because, uh, you know, the league wants Zion in the playoffs, and they might get it because the Pelicans have a pretty easy schedule going forward. Yep. So, uh, they don't want don't Zion know. in the playoffs. They want to keep J.J. Reddick's playoff streak alive. Right, exactly. That's that's what people don't uh, don't get. Yeah, he's been in the, the playoffs every year of his career, and uh, – he even told Zion whenever he got into New Orleans, hey, don't fuck this up for he me. He sure did. He sure did. And uh, J.J.'s been doing his part. He's been hitting shots. He's been doing his thing. And uh, they've been a pretty uh, entertaining team. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Mavericks, please, please, I beg of you. Pull it out. Get, get your shit together. At least just make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. No, they're – no, they they've clinched their playoff spot. Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, after uh, Memphis lost uh, their second game. They were uh, officially clinched the uh, seventh spot, but with losing to the Rockets, that's why the Rockets game was so important because they were only a game and a half back of the sixth spot. And if they uh, won that game, which they should have, they were up seven with forty five seconds left. Uh, they would have only been a half game back. Yeah, um, and that's. You win that game, you carry that momentum over to the Suns game. They only lost by two um, to the Suns, so if they could have, it, it could have been a whole different story for the Mavericks. Um, but uh, now they're pretty much locked in at seven, so we'll uh, we'll see. But it's kind of almost getting to the point where you just kind of look forward to the future because yeah. Luca's only going to be twenty-two next year. KP is going to be twenty-five, I believe. So. Uh, Exciting times for the future, but right now, 
it's not looking great as a Mavericks fan, yeah. just uh, getting past the first round and uh, what could be an eventual NBA champion in the Clippers. Their, their team reminds me of the Charlotte Hornets. How's that? They're good enough to make the playoffs, but not good enough, but not sucky enough to get a good draft pick. Like they're in, like in limbo almost. They're right in the middle. Like I yeah. imagine, like Kimba Walker's Hornets. Kimba Walker's Hornets, good enough to make like eight seven seed. Not good enough to beat anybody, but good enough to make it. But not terrible enough to be like, well, at least we got a good draft pick. Right. They're like right in the middle of the pack. And unfortunately for Dallas, just like Charlotte, it's not a attractive free agent spot. It's not. No. Some, someone's not going. Oh man, I can't wait! Can't wait to sign with Dallas in Dallas, Texas. I like Dallas. I like Dallas <laughs> too. Which it's you know people. I, I get it for teams like Charlotte, yeah. like Orlando, like Minneapolis. You know, it is kind of cities that are small market. They don't give you. You know, they're they don't have very many nationally televised games yep um and you don't get as many endorsement opportunities as like going to la or chicago or new york um so i i get that but dallas is a top five market i mean yeah, they, yeah they're not new york they're not la they're not chicago they're not even philadelphia but um but they are a top five market i mean it's yeah dfw is a huge huge area with a, a ton of people um, so I think it's like a 7 million, 7 million people between Dallas and Fort Worth and, and the metropolitan area. So, uh, that's why things like Deandre Jordan six years ago, locking him in his house in Houston, yep. the Clippers did. And after he had just agreed to join the Mavericks, uh, that was the closest the Mavericks ever got to a kind of a big ish free agent signing. They've had to, uh, uh, deal the, to get Luca trade up to get Luca. They had yep. to trade, uh, a bunch of assets for KP, you know, first round picks and players. And uh, yeah, that's always been a kind of a head scratcher for me, really, that not, you know, even one big free agent has come here in 10 years, 15 years. So, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm glad the front office has been really aggressive and getting a Luca and, uh, KP, I can only imagine what it's like to be a Suns and Kings fans right now. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is solid, but he's not Luka. And then you have Marvin Bagley, who can't touch the floor without getting injured. Yep. So uh, that's been tough, for, for especially for Kings fans. But uh, I'm sure Luka is uh, pretty happy to be in Dallas, Texas, not Sacramento, California. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, but I guess we'll... I'll cap this off with one question for you because we're about an hour and we're almost about an hour and 20 minutes in. So let me cap it off with, and it's an NBA question. Okay. Who do you have winning the bubble finals? The bubble finals. The the COVID-19 2020 championship. (laughs) Who do you got? Who do you got winning? Uh, It's really. Well, who do you you got in the finals and who do you have winning? Okay. I'm gonna. It's not a huge. It's not really a limb. But uh, even though the Lakers just clinched the number one spot, which really the seating doesn't really matter at all. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, home court advantage does not exist. Doesn't exist yep. at this point. So uh, I, I feel bad for Bucks fans and Lakers fans. Well, not really Lakers fans. They they've they have set, they have enough championships. I think they're yeah. fine. Um, but 
I, I think the clip, the other team from LA, I think the Clippers, I just think Kawhi has shown he can do it with any team, any squad. Uh, he did it without, he did it with a very good Toronto Raptors team last yeah. year, which is turning heads again in the bubble without a uh, superstar like Kawhi, but with really good pieces and they're really good defense. Um, but uh, I think it'll be. I'll give you Bucks Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. What I was gonna say I the think, same. I was gonna say the exact same. And I'm gonna say uh, God, Rockets have actually. I mean, they just beat the Bucks. It's really tough to go against uh, the Rockets too. But so that's gonna be a tough out. But I'll go with the safe pick: Lakers Clippers in Western Conference Finals. Clippers get by. It's gonna be uh, Clippers Bucks, and I think. Uh, Having Paul George and Kawhi, who are just the best two-way players in the league on the same team, along with uh, great defense and Pat Bev and Montrez Harrell with great scoring, uh, I think the Clippers are finally going to do it. Okay, okay. I'm going to pick the Clippers. I, they've uh, they've think, been the other team for too long. I think they're, they're going to get it done. I think the exact same. Um, I had the exact same uh, – sort of scenario playing out. I have the Clipper I had I've had the Clippers winning it all. Um I would like to see the Lakers win just because I mean Kobe Bryant died this year. I'd like to see the Lakers, you know, clinch it and get the dub, get the champ for uh, get the chip for uh get get the chip for Kobe. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that for sure. I would like to see it happen, but I I think what you said is going to happen. Clippers Bucks, Clippers take it. So but uh, yeah, that's I agree. I, I agree. That's what Kawhi I actually uh, Kawhi uh, worked out with Kobe. He did uh, not too far before uh, the uh, incident, the accident there. So um, I don't know. I think uh, that that could be something as well. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to it. E- either way, the games have been fantastic. Uh, the crowd has not been missed really at all yep. the way they've been presented. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be watching every single day. We've got basketball and the way they've handled it with keeping the exposure and COVID-19 outside of the bubble. Um, I'm looking forward to basketball until October. Yep. 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 Well, with that being said, um, I guess, uh, is there anything you would like to say to, to cap it off? Uh, first podcast was a success. I think it went I, really well. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thanks I think for it having went me really on. Well, um, but uh, remember to go to. Let's see here. First, you can follow me on Instagram at iPhoneMarin or Twitter at iPhoneMarin15. I don't post anything on there, but it's on there. Um, Not your normal podcast. Academy of Conspiracy. Kai Sports Opinions. All on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Um. I'll and let you, uh, I'll let you at, do yours. Uh, I'll let you CJ. do yours. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, thanks. I appreciate yeah, no, it. I got you. And uh, <laughs> iFilmCinemas.com for all the links. Be sure to go to the Patreon or go to patreon.com slash NYNP. We have three tiers. We have the $5, $6, and $7 tier. Uh, the average, spooky, and normal tier. As Kyler says, don't be average. Be normal. Uh, he says that every single episode. Um, when you donate to the Patreons, what the Patreon, you and you become a patron, all the food, I mean, all the money that we get from the Patreon goes to 
Feeding America, which is a charity that we've sort of been donating all the patron money to to help families in need during this coronavirus crisis. So remember, that money's not going to me and Kyler. It's going straight to people that actually need it, not me and Kyler. Me and Kyler's jobs aren't that hard. Our lives aren't that hard. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all of it. Colton, go for it. Well, it, was hard. it was hard to follow that, but uh, at CJT93 on uh, Instagram, Snap, CJT, CJ Thompson 93 on Twitter. If you would like my sports opinions, feel free to follow. I'd appreciate it. I like it. I like it. Uh, I think that's it for my end. You got anything else to say? I know. Uh, I'm good, man. All it's right. been fun. Good first podcast with Colton Thompson. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See you all on Friday. <laughs>